Alright guys, uh, welcome back to What the Puck Season 2, Episode 3. As always, I am Rob Zadek. I am Tom McMahon. And we are here, and we are going to talk about the trades that went on in the previous two weeks, along with the signings that have also happened in the last two weeks. But before we get started to that... We got a little uh, statement here. If you guys, any debates, questions, anything some points you want to say, your opinions on things, DM us, let us know. We'll talk about it on the show. We'll give our opinions on it, what we what we truly think, because some of you guys have some really crazy opinions and really stupid ones too. So we're, we're always open to hearing more opinions, more what you guys want to hear is what we'll talk about is what, what I want to say. So Yes, please message us. For, you, for those of you that follow us on Instagram, please send us a DM on Instagram. For those of you that like us on Facebook, Send us a direct message on Facebook. Or, if anything, if you have either mine or Tom McMahon's number, please text us. Yeah. And uh, we will shout you out. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk either A, we'll make you look like a genius, or B, we'll make you look like a, a fucking dunce. Yeah. So, please be uh, some way intelligent with what you say. <laughs> or else so. we're going to roast your ass. Oh, you know it. Alright, so last, our last, not our, well, technically our last episode was about the expansion draft and the NHL draft but prior to that the latest news that we had was Duncan Keith being traded to the Edmonton Oilers so again does it do too much to Edmonton no because I don't think Duncan Keith is the same player that he was but I guess it brings a little more experience to that locker room we'll move on the New Jersey Devils acquire Ryan Graves from the Colorado Avalanche wow um I think that's a great pickup for New Jersey. Again, little I guess New Jersey's like going for it a little bit. As as you know, they we'll get into it later in the episode. They just signed the biggest free agent that there was. So, but Ryan Graves was a solid demon for the Avalanche this year. Um, definitely a huge part in their success. And I know he uh, he was one of their top four guys. And I'd say he's probably their third best defenseman on Colorado. And now he goes to. Um, New Jersey, who's got um, Ty Smith, who was one of the better rookies in the NHL this year. They got, again, an older P.K. Subban, but, you know, I just like to say it's still P.K. Subban. Dougie Hamilton, now Ryan Graves, you know, they're, they're definitely doing something on the back end there. Um, yeah, I, I guess Colorado had to do it to open up cap room to sign Landeskog, but I, I, I look at this trade and I'm like, New Jersey won the trade. Um... Before the Duncan Keith thing, the last thing we left off on, which wasn't a trade, but it was Tarasenko naming 10 teams and uh, their their top four. At the moment, Tarasenko hasn't signed with nobody. Uh, at this moment in time, I think Tarasenko is actually going to play for the St. Louis this year. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think anyone's going to want to sign him for th- that type of money, which is absolutely fucking banana land because uh, I chopped my head off for him. But uh, that was the absolute last thing. Uh, the Duncan Keith thing... Yeah, good for the Oilers, good for the Blackhawks. I think that I think that was even on both sides. I think the Blackhawks need to get rid of him. The Oilers need to acquire him. Somebody's got to play with Darnell Nurse. I, I, I think that Duncan Keith's a perfect match for that. The Devils, um, I'm going to have some unpopular opinion with this, Ryan Graves. And I don't mean to be biased here because he was my number one defensive pick in fantasy this year in a 14-man fantasy draft. I believe I got him sixth overall after Ryan O'Reilly. Sixth round. Yeah, uh, sorry. Sixth round, not sixth overall. 
his production was dog shit. Hmm. It absolutely was dog shit. But as a defenseman, defenseman, not bad. Hmm. Yes, he was. It was fantastic, and I think that you know he he was a lockdown defenseman, and that's someone that the Colorado Avalanche turned to because you know obviously their their scoring defenseman was obviously Kale McCarr. McCarr. Devontae's had a sick year. Devontae's as well. So I think that Graves solidified himself on that team as a defensive defenseman and not a scoring defenseman like he was in previous years. So that was an absolute fucking bust. For my team, I think I got rid of him by like the sixth week. I mean, he was just absolutely horrible. What, what do the Devils need though? They they gotta stop letting up goals. Holy, <laughs> that team just they, they let up so many goals last year. I understand that. Yeah, great. I think it's a great asset for the Devils, and I think that giving away that pick was uh, giving away that player was good. But I think that the exchange you got. As a Colorado Avalanche, I don't think it was mm. equal. A second rounder. Yeah, I, I, I well, think Ryan Graves, a... as much as I don't like him because he didn't produce dick for me, I think you could have got a little bit more out of him as a defenseman defenseman. But, yes, playing with probably going to play with Subban because you want to run and go with the two best defensemen on your team. I think Subban's overrated. Well, no, well, I mean, they have Dougie Hamilton now, so. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that, that just happened today, guys. That's fucking banana land. So, okay. Put and Ty Smith, the rookie. Who's yeah, sick. put put Ryan Graves as like a, a three four defenseman. Yeah, he's going to be locked down. He might even bring back his offensive uh, abilities that he had two years ago. Because they're going to need him. They're going to need the, him to be. They're going to need him because, like we said, Metropolitan best fucking division in the National Hockey League. So yeah, they're going to need him. And who knows, guys? Like, listen, I you know if I was behind the bench of the Jersey Devils, I put I put Graves and Hamilton together. I think PK is overrated. I don't know about anybody else listening, but oh, I think he is the most overrated player in the National Hockey League. And I think just because of his offensive ability, how he's able to skate from goal line to goal line, and you know, obviously the hits. You know, you, you always see the Subban hit on Marchand. And it, okay, guys, you know, whatever. But if you look at his, you know, if you look at other plays, like how many defensive give ups he gives up, how many times he's on the ice when the other team scores, like I, I think the guy's fucking overrated. Subban, hundred percent, oh, absolutely. I think he's not nowhere. They're paying him, like he's one of the top ten de- uh, paid defensemen in the league, and he is nowhere near the top ten, no. uh, top ten defenseman. He not is, at all. He's definitely he's like borderline top four defenseman in this league. I mean, he's only getting paid that money because he's on New Jersey. If he was on some other team, guys, like if you you know if he got traded to like. I don't know, great defense. I think he's like if he got traded to Dallas, he wouldn't see over $4 million a year. That's what I'm saying. He, no I fucking shot. I think he's a $4 million player, not a not $8, even, not $8 million dollar player. They just need him on New Jersey. Yeah. So good, a good pickup, New Jersey. Um, definitely, they improved today a lot. We'll move on to the next trade that happened, which was the New York Islanders trading Nick Letty to the Detroit Red Wings for forward Richard Panic and a second-round pick, who they selected, Atu Riti, whatever his name is. Um, who plays on Finland. I just realized he actually had another point and assist tonight in the World Juniors. He's got eight points in four games. Not getting ahead of myself here. I'm just saying he looks good early. Uh, yeah, this one hurt too because this was uh, – Nick Letty was the start of the Islanders really turning their franchise around. It was the drafting of Tavares and then bringing in players like Letty and Boychuk. That was the start of the New York Islanders becoming, a, I guess I'd say, a playoff team because they were – it was – Dreadful being an Islander fan the previous 10 years. It was just not fun. It was like, oh, who are we, who are we going to pick in the lottery this year and who are we going to fuck up? Like, who, who are we going to pick this year? Um, so, Nick Letty, 
again, same same as Everly. I wish you nothing but the best. You are truly a great Islander. You played hard, and you were you were a huge part in the New York Islanders turning the franchise around. So it's sad to see the Letty Boychuk era finally end. Old school. All right, but whatever. Uh, that's it. Nick Letty, you're going to Detroit. Hopefully Steve, Steve Eiserman's got something up his sleeve, and you guys are going to be a cup contender in three to five years, and hopefully you can get another cup. But um, thank you for every, everything you've done with the Islanders, and uh, good luck in Detroit. Getting Richard Panic, um, yeah, I think he's going to be a third liner or a healthy scratch. Like, not much to it. He's, he just hasn't – he's been a 20-goal scorer once in his career, I think back in, like, 2017. Um, and obviously he was in the um, Manta-Verana trade between Washington and Detroit. So he's been moved around, and clearly we left him unprotected. So he's not – I don't think he's here to – be a real lineup changer, and he's, I don't think he's here to solidify himself. I mean, hopefully he solidifies himself in the lineup, but I don't think we took him in the trade to to fill in a spot because we have players, we have younger players like Wallstrom and hopefully Palmieri Parisi to come in. But, uh, yeah, it had to be done for cap room, plain and simple. Um, also, the only other trade that the New York Islanders made was sending Andrew Ladd, Holy shit. Thank the Lord. Oh my God. This was like years in the years that we, as New York, I think every single New York Islander fan can agree, we've wanted Andrew Ladd off the New York Islanders for so long because this guy is not an NHL player. He, he's not good enough. His feet don't move fast enough. He is not, he's not NHL ready. Like he's not. And what he was doing, which I don't blame him, was he was sitting, being a healthy scratch, and making $5.5 million. I don't blame him. I truly don't blame him at all, but we we traded Andrew Ladd for nothing. Like it was, it was like take take the contract. It was a trade, and we got nothing in return. Like I, we actually saw that a decent amount this um um this the past few weeks is like there were trades for literally nothing. Like p- players teams just took players just to take them on their team. It was just like it was weird trades with no returns, which I've never really seen before. So. Goodbye, Andrew Ladd. I'm not going to say I miss you. You really didn't do much with the Islanders. You never had any really good years with the Islanders. Didn't score any big goals for the Islanders. So all that did was help our cap out a lot. Uh, it seems like you want to say something about Andrew Ladd. Like, I, I don't think he's going to crack the fucking I, I, Arizona roster. I thought that Andrew Ladd was a great pickup for the Islanders back, you know, when they, okay. when they grabbed him from Winnipeg. There's a captain there. You guys, at the time, needed veteran experience. You got it. He played, but he didn't produce. Giving him up, along with a second-round pick this year, a conditional second-round pick next year, and a conditional third-round pick in 2023, all of that is a lot. That's a lot. You, you, you might not look at it like a lot now because, like, draft picks are draft picks and everyone kind of just says the draft picks and they nonchalantly say it like it's out. But draft picks are huge, guys. You guys don't understand because, like, Connor Bedard is – he's here. The, 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 this, these are draft years. Like, I understand, like, these are second-round and third-round picks, but, like, you have to understand the importance of picks when you have good players. And, like, the better the players are in the draft, the, the better the lower players are going to be as well. Like – you just have to take that in consideration. That's that's the one thing I gotta say. Um, yeah. 
also, the, the, you know, you, you say that they didn't do it. You know, they got Arizona got nothing in uh, New York Islanders got nothing in return. They have future consideration, and you guys have to take that with a grain of salt because future consideration is important. Because if Arizona needs help in the near future, they're coming to you first. Yeah, they're coming to you first. So you gotta you gotta figure out a way because. Listen, if you guys don't help them out, Lou, you know, Lou, you're going to be in deep shit because that's why you guys are GMs getting paid, you know, millions of dollars to do what you do. But you, you got to take care of the, you know, the Arizona Coyotes in the long run. They're going to come to you for help because, you know, they're, they're at the bottom end of the Western Division and they're going to look to go up and up. Obviously, they got people like... Look, Arizona's a shithole. They're, they're, I know it's a terrible. shithole, but they're like, terrible. you know... Just lost their fucking best player and and their best defenseman. So no, I, but they. You know, I understand. You know, they're they got, full rebuild. They are on full rebuild mode. They got Oleksman Larson, right? And they're gonna. They look don't have Oliver. No, no, no. I know they just got rid of him, but they, you know, they just got rid of you know Garland. Garland. And Oliver. Yeah, they but they still, they still have you say they still have Kessel. They still have Anthony Duclair. They still have um, Clayton Keller. They're gonna look at a rebuild, and the first place they're gonna be looking is the New York Islanders. So get ready, guys, in the future to help them out because, like, this was a fucking solid, solid trade for you guys. For all you New York, I say you guys because 80% of our viewers are Islander fans, but, like, they're looking to you first. So, you know, Lou, if you want to maintain good relationships with Arizona, look to help them out. Bro, I'm just saying, thank God. We just wanted him off. He was just a cap hit that has done... No, it's like no, I'm not gonna compare it to DPHO, but it's something like that where it's like we're paying a guy all this money to do nothing the past three years, like nothing. When he cr- when he cracked the lineup, you're like, why is this guy cracking the lineup? Like that that's why. Like it, it, he was terrible. Like I'm not uh, I'm not gonna miss Andrew Ladd. That's all I'm gonna say. Thank God you won't, but you might might no. miss those three draft well, picks. But the reason you have to get rid of them now for the Islanders to. I understand that. To keep the team that they have now. I understand. If we don't get rid of Andrew Ladd, we can't keep players like hopefully we'll sign like Pellick, Bovillier, Sezikis, whoever, Palmer, whoever we're whoever we're planning on signing. We can't sign them if we don't have if we still have that five point five mil this year. That that is huge. The the draft picks are huge because we talk about the no, tenure. But you're yeah the tenure. This is our this is our fucking window, bro. But who said? But who says like the tenure has to end? I know most it Islanders say that. But it's gonna have to end because you guys are giving away. Yeah, but we're peaking. Draft picks. But we're peaking. We're peaking. No, you peak. No, no, no. You peak last year. But you're on the. You're on the decline. You I know. How do that you know? Were, I know you made the ECF. How do you know? What do you mean? Because this this was a COVID year, and yeah, like things were out of whack and everything. But like, no, you guys are on, you guys are on the decline. How do you know? You don't know that. I <sighs> listen. I've been I've been watching hockey for over yeah, fifteen years. Same with me. So I, I understand the trends that go on in the NHL mm-hmm. and the teams that are constantly there. Always like the Penguins and the Capitals, and you just hear them they every fucking. Pl- no, no, no! They're always in the motherfucking playoffs. Why? Because they they're smart I mean, with the way they have they hold on to their draft picks and everything. Like they they're not capable no, of winning uh, the cup, but they're ca- they're capable bro, of making it to the playoffs. That, I disagree with that, that shot. But I disagree with that statement so much because you have teams like L.A. back when they won those cups, Chicago Penguins. It was the same core. They weren't bringing in oh this like oh this guy came in. I understand that, and, but, but what happened to those teams? What happened to those dynasties? They they're not in the playoffs in the last couple of years. The difference between saying, but they were in the playoffs for like it was like it was like an eight window period and they pull out two cups or a, like an eight eight to nine. Win- but I'm saying I'm not saying the Islanders window is going to be eight years because we're a little older. But I'm saying our window can easily be. But the Penguins window window was sixteen years. Well, that's because, because they were able they were no, they were smart have, enough. They also have and they Crosby. Were, they have like legitimate like, like. But like yo, everyone knows like you, you you can't win a team you can't win a Stanley Cup with just Crosby. Like yo, Crosby helps. Yeah. And that's why I still think he's the best player in the world. 
but you can't just make the playoffs every year just based on Crosby. You need players like on the the up and up, which is like you know your Jake, think- your Jake Gensel and stuff like that. Those are valuable players that you know they held on to draft picks and they wound up you know getting them and trading them and trading for all these players. That's why they're. That's why they're still apparent. Like, I'm just saying, you have no right to say the Islanders are on the decline when the, when the do, season brother, when the season hasn't even started yet. That's just that's like stupid. That's like saying, oh, the Buccaneers are on the decline next year. Oh, oh, you know what? The Bucks. The Bucks. No, are on saw, the, like, saw, it's like stupid. It makes, I saw the decline this year. I saw that how good of a team you guys were last year playing against Tampa Bay, and I said it in previous episodes that this Islander team this year was not as good as the one last year that versus Tampa Bay. I really think that you guys are yeah. on the decline and you, that your tenure is going to be up in two, three years. And with these draft picks that you're giving away three for Andrew Ladd for future considerations, which, guys, like I said, future considerations is important, you guys are absolutely on the decline. doesn't mean like you can't win a Stanley Cup this year. I'm not taking away that, and I'm not taking away a playoff contention next year, uh, next year meaning the 2023 season. I'm not taking away that from you guys either, but I'm saying that you guys are absolutely, you guys, your peak was the... Eastern Conference Finals last year that you beat Philly to get there. That was your peak. That was your time to win the Stanley Cup. This year, and you also, were close. Justin Parisi deal believed to be one year. One minute ago. Parisi's With the Islanders? Islanders, one year. Very nice. You guys and, won one for four. And Palmieri working on a long-term deal, Sezegis deal being worked on, Pelic's deal being worked on, and trade talks with Tarasenko still going. That just came in one minute ago. So well, You guys got to clear some more cap for Tarasenko. When you guys... When you guys uh, Hear this episode? Who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll hear more. But yeah, do you want to keep talking about the Islanders? Because now that this happened, you want to keep the Islanders? Because I don't think the Islanders had anything more. No, that's they. They were they had zero signings today. They, them, the Islanders and St. Louis were the only two teams to have no signings, and a team like Vancouver had fifteen signings today. But again, that's that's why Lou Lamorell is so great. He leaks nothing. He he's doing obviously. There's talks going on, but. He might have players signed, and we, we just don't know. That's just how Lou is. He he releases when he wants to release. So, yeah, well, let's just move, we can move on for the Islanders. You don't want to talk about them? We talk about Zach Parisi. I think that's a great signing for the Islanders. Zach Parisi signed a one year deal. They they it's hasn't been pick. no uh, um um price that he is going to get paid has been released yet. But it says a one year deal. Uh, Zach Parisi to the Islanders. I've I had rumors that this deal was done verbally three weeks ago. I'm not surprised. Um. I'd rather I'd rather have um, Parisi than Suter because to sign Suter you got to sign him for four years, and I don't want to pay Suter for four years. I want to pay. I'd rather have Zach Parisi for one year, and if it works, fucking pay Suter him would be year. your number two though. No, what? Yeah, Suter would be. So yeah. we're gonna split up Pelican Pluck. No, no. I'm not. T- well, he he's probably your three and four defenseman, but yeah, like you you don't want to separate the two because he's also 36 the, years the old. The two of them like, combined are a great defensive pair in the I National mean, Hockey League, but Suter is better than Pulak. Not better than Pelic, but Tudor is better than Pulak. Can you agree with that? Probably, but I'm I'm just uh, yeah, yeah, you know no, no, you know what? I, listen, guys, no, I, no, no, I'm taking Pulak over Suter. Bro, he's so old. Yeah, I think these guys is old. Like Suter was one of the top defense in the league. He's old. Guys, and when you guys, in my opinion, when you guys did hit your prime, you guys hit it with Boychuk and Letty, and you and you need this veteran experience, and and that's what Suter brings to the team. Yeah, but Suter's older than how Boychuk and Letty were. <laughs> Whatever. But so, going but going off the Zach Parisi thing. Great job by the Islanders. I think one year is perfect. Zach Priest is a scary motherfucker. I was scared of Zach Parisi growing up. I was scared of the New Jersey Devils growing up. I was scared of people like Zach Parisi playing with Zajac, Paul Mary, Scott Gomez, Patrick Eliash. If you've been watch, if you've been watching hockey for a long time, 
those five people for New Jersey was a scary, scary team for everybody. I think Precy fits in well. Even with when, us. when there were the old divisions, when there used to be five teams in the division, if people remember that, that the, the Devils were a scary, scary team. That's why they and they had Brodeur on the back end, and they had people like Andy Green and stuff like that. They they, they were a good, good team. And I listen. I I saw no. I've seen a little bit of a decline from Zach Parisi ever since he went to uh, ever since he went to uh, Minnesota, but I don't see much, guys. I think he's still a fantastic player. No, he's not no Langdiscog, but like I said, I you know I hear from the delusional Islander fans. No, look, not not you, not you, but like there are people listening that you know, and look. if you are listening, and I know that one person in particular is listening, we're gonna get four players. We're gonna get Langdiscog. We're going to get Suter. We're going to get Parisi and Tarasenko. No. Come on, pass a joint stupid. over here. Yeah. Whoever said that you're, no, whoever said that you're stupid. It's well, impossible. That's, that's your motherfucking fan. So, well, you know. That person doesn't I would understand. say pass a joint, but that's like, I think that's too low for I'd say pass the needle because that person was high on some other shit. You'd have to give up your entire team stupid. for that shit. Because that doesn't, uh, that per, whoever said that doesn't understand what cap is and, and uh, how, you have to fill a certain amount of roster mm-hmm. spots. So One we'll of your that. delusional Islander fans out right. there. Not one. It's only at the 1%. Talk for it all. Um, so, yeah, Zach, I think Zach Priest is going to be a great fit on that third line next to J.G. Pajot. And, again, I don't know how the lineup's going to look, but you have Oliver Wallstrom. And, again, they're working on a long-term deal with Palmieri, so I'm assuming four years with Palmieri. Um, I don't know if they move Palmieri to the first line with Barzell and Lee or they put Wallstrom on the first line with Barzell and Lee. Oh, no, it's, that third line is either going to be Pajot, Parisi, Wallstrom, or Pajot, Parisi, Palmieri, and I think that's a solid third line in the NHL. Like, Parisi is a third liner. Really? Yeah, yeah. Palmieri, you yes. Again, uh, this is if Beauvillier signs with the Islanders. I still think Parisi is better than Beauvillier. Okay, but it's, it doesn't. I, I know you don't want. I know like, you don't want to. You know, break you away the chemistry. You don't, you I know don't, you, don't, you don't, but like you don't. You don't. Who knows, man? You don't. Who knows? You, you, we roll, bro. The Islanders, tr- they roll four lines. That we trust me. There, there's a reason why Leo Komarov is playing on the first line because we know for a fact Leo Komarov is the least skilled player, probably on all four lines, and he's on the first line. It's just they like depth. All four. They like a player like Palmieri and JG Pajot is probably the best third line center in the league. Maybe besides Yanni Gord on Tampa last yeah, year. Yeah, that's my but, exceptional. Yeah, I'll say that. Say I'll say it. that. But, um, like, J.G. Pajot is a f- solid third line. You have you had Palmieri playing on the third line in the playoffs. Like, Palmieri is a top six guy, and he's playing on the third line. What? What? No, no, no. All right, Palmieri he's a is not a top six, bro. No way. Bro, he's not that good. Yes, he brings veteran okay. experience to the team. He's not. No, I will see. I just saw it in the playoffs. He's yeah, fucking he was, dog water, bro. He was, like he, se- he was a sixth in the league in goal, sixth in the playoffs in goals. I don't yeah, know what you're talking he about. He fucking played three rounds and brought the, you know, every fucking game was, you know what? They brought fucking Pittsburgh to six. They brought Boston to six. They brought Tampa to seven. Like, no, bro. Okay. No, he's not fucking good. All right, all right. He's not good. Well, that third line's going to be deep, whoever's on that line. He was good back when he was with the but Devils. But I'm saying, you're t- uh, it doesn't matter. But you're, you're adding Zach Greasy to this team. It only makes us deeper. So it's a great pick. Absolutely. So. And, and, you know, absolutely great signing by signing him only for a year because who knows what to expect. No, player, where the hell is Richard Panic going to go? That's what listen, I'm talking about. Listen, guys, like, yo, listen. Eberle, gone from the Islanders. My new favorite Islander is Zach Parisi. Mm-hmm. Honestly, guys, I, I think he's a second-line center for that team. I think he's a top-five player on the team. He might even be top three. Seriously, uh, defenseman aside, put, put uh, Pelican Pulak away. I think he's a top, 
I think he's right next to Barzell. I put Barzell one, Zach Parisi two. I don't know if anybody else is listening. That's but the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like I said, guys, listen, he was dangerous on the Devils. If you've been watching hockey, Did you just for- say Zach Parisi sec- will now be the second best player in the Islanders. I believe so. Forward wise, uh, right. forward, forward. No. Not talking Varlamov and stuff like that. Okay. Guys, he's da- he's he's a dangerous. If you like, I said, if you've been thank watching you. hockey, that, really, if you've been watching hockey for a long time, Zach Parisi is an unbelievable player. Bro. Yes, there's been a decline since he went from the Devils to to the Wild, but can I tell you something? Sure. You you surprise me. You say some really stupid things sometimes, but thank you. Listen, bro. You. I, listen, I say what I feel. I right. feel what I say. <laughs> yeah. I, I listen. I, I'm out here. I'm a realist. If I if I believe something, I'm gonna say it because I I look at everything. I watch every single game. I don't look at just points. I look at the player just as itself. That's why that that hot take that all eighty percent of our viewers, Islander fans, disagreeing with the Oshi Barzell. But surprise, surprise, guys. I'm talking to everybody else. I'm talking to non Ranger fans. I'm talking to everybody. Oshi, yeah, better because I'm. <laughs> Yeah, you can laugh. You We're can not laugh doing this. Mean. We're not doing. I'm not gonna laugh, but like, yo. so stupid. Oh my god. Okay. So okay. stupid, bro. Okay. It's so Calm stupid. Down. It's tranquilo, so tranquilo, stupid. tranquilo, tranquilo. No, relax. Matt Barzell is a million thousand times percent better than. Um, Listen, the role of hockey in you is coming out, and that's why he's prettier. He scores prettier goals and all that yeah. shit. Bullshit. Yada yada yada. No, I look at the I look at the player overall guys right. next, every single next, one next stupid that's why You're i think so stupid sometimes all right okay that's I, say, the Islanders. I, I say what i have to say the rangers acquired forward barkley goudreau from the tampa lightning and they signed him to how many years was it a four-year deal 3.5 mil or something six years i believe can i just say something right off the bat what an overpay what an overpay for a guy who does not produce that's all i'm gonna say good pickup i think he's a good pickup but what an overpay for what he produces. He is he is a worse version of Casey Sezikis, is what I'm saying. And you guys signed him like he's a, like uh, like a legitimate top like top six forward. Like you're paying him like that's that's all I have to say about Barkley Goudreau. He's he's a he's he's like a he's a fourth liner. He's a fourth liner. That's all I have to say. But hey, he's a, he'd be a a average third liner in this league. A good fourth liner. Absolutely. We overpaid him. But last season, I asked you what, and if you guys want to look back, I asked it just like this. What's the problem with the Rangers? And he said, you guys have no depth. Kevin Rooney, and uh, you even mispronounced DiGiuseppe. And you're like, you have no depth. Yeah. So, Barkley, good throw, guys, over Casey Sadiqas. So if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about depth, you want to talk about two-time Stanley Cup winner, Barkley, good throw. Uh, at one time, right? He wasn't with them t- the previous year. No, he was. He- oh, he was? Huh, perfect. Two-time Stanley Cup winner. Yes, we overpaid him, but yes, we need the depth. So, yeah, we have the cap space to do so, so pay him 3.6 million. For six years? I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the number. But if that's what our problem is, is depth, then you have to make moves like that. Right. You have to. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I don't agree with the trade. If I was I- in Drury Shoes, I wouldn't have done it. I would have tried to find depth somewhere else for a little bit cheaper. Look, I like the acquisition. I don't like the contract. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. I, I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. But yeah. it's someone we needed. Like, from an Islander fan, that's someone we needed depth. I just think there he, it is. Like, he's a player who, say you put, say Barkley Goudreau was playing on, for like, for example, Barkley Goudreau was playing on the Arizona Coyotes the past two years, you wouldn't know his name. The reason why you know his name is because he's been on the Stanley Cup team back-to-back years. That's why oh, you know his I, name. I knew him on the Sharks. 
He uh, was yeah. good on the Sharks. Mm, good. I mean, no. Yeah, I, I, no. I'm no, saying the, the casual, the casual fan knows him it, because the, he, he's been in the, he's been, you know, lifting the Stanley Cup back to back years. No, wasn't he? Wasn't he on the Sharks when they lost in 2016 to the Penguins? Mm, you, uh, you looked that up. I'm not sure. I believe he was. And I'm going off this guy's. That's experience. That's what the Rangers need. If you if you want to take a player that's been to the Cup three times and they they won twice, fourth liner, first liner to me, that's just experience. Build them up. Like I said before, not worth three point six million a year, but you know what? Fuck it, Rangers have no choice. We're we're looking to win within the next five years, right? So, okay, there you have it. We can He's, move on. His best season ever. He scored eight goals. Eight goals. We're not looking for goal scoring, bro. Sezikis has put up twenty goals in a season. I asked you what. I'm not looking for goal scoring, bro. I'm looking for. You said the depth, man. I'm not looking for goal scoring from the fourth line. I'm looking for a, a player that has offensive pressure on the yeah. fourth line. Look, get listen. What, what, then pay him, pay him two million. Don't pay him three, three, whatever much he's getting paid now. Listen, if he wants to be a leader in the locker room, because guys, I won two Stanley Cups. Let him be that player. I'm looking for a fourth line player that says, "Listen, bro, let's dump chase. Let's get a fucking a freeze in the offensive zone, and let's bring out the Zabinet deadline to take the offensive face off." That's what I'm looking for. Three point seven. I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for goal scoring. I'm looking for offensive pressure. Pin the, pin, the, pin the offensive zone. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking much. Is it worth $3.6 million to, to, you know, for, look for offensive pressure? No, but we need depth. We're not looking for goal scoring. Like I said, season one, episode two, Rangers aren't looking for goal scoring. And no, the Rangers haven't traded a goal scorer away. Buchnevich? Yeah. yeah, they did. Buchnevich? Yes, yes they, they just did. You just ate your own words. They 100% just did. Which... Um, well, we, 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 we'll we get talk, into that. We talk about yeah, that. It's coming up. Bit. It's in two trades. So, but we honestly we could skip the next. Truthfully, one. I, it doesn't. Okay, you want to you want to skip Ryan Ellis? We Ryan Ellis to um the flyer. We're gonna get on on the next flyers. We'll we'll talk when the flyers. We talk about some of their signings. We'll get into the flyers because they, they they they're definitely going for it. It looks like. But all right, we'll move on to a huge trade for the New York Rangers. I was shocked. You want to talk shocked. about Ristolainen? No. Oh, this what? Yes. Well, all right. No, let's go Ranger, Ranger, then Flyer, Flyer. So they acquire Broccoli Goudreau. They sign Broccoli Goudreau. And then they get rid of Bushnevitz, who honestly, like, I think he was one of your better, like, I think he's one of your better players this year. Who did he play with this year? He played with um, Zabinijad. So it, it was like, what was Stroman, Panarin, and then Bushnevitz and Zabinijad. Yes. So I'll give my quick opinion on it. I, I I don't know what he was thinking. It almost looks like what do you mean who like Drury? Yeah. Okay. Were they? Was he like? It almost makes it seem like they they got something else coming by making a move like that because he's not like he doesn't have a like the the cap space isn't the problem. So why not keep a player that seems to be part of this young core that's growing as a group? Why just get rid of him out of nowhere when he's been cap a solid goal scorer? Is the problem, and I'll explain to you why. Okay. And also. What I also read is that since you guys are trying to change the culture a little bit, turn into more of a physical team, he was also one of the softest players on your team. Absolutely. So I see that part of it, but I also see him as one of your better goal scorers on the team. So I, I'm indifferent about it, but, I mean, the Rangers have proven the past few years that they can be, and like at times when they're hot during the season, they could be a serious offensive powerhouse, and he's the main reason of that. So getting rid of him for... Uh, Sammy Blyas and a second round pick, Blake. but uh, I really don't know much about. And a second round pick in next year's draft, 
a little questionable. But uh, and then he signs, he signs with St. Louis four years, almost six mil. So he, he made six million dollars. He's gonna make six million dollars a year, which is a lot. So get into it. Okay, Ranger fans, for the few of you that are listening, I see it everywhere. I see the Instagram posts, the comments, the WTFs, jury sucks, everything. Just want to clear the air. From one Ranger fan to another, I think everyone needs to relax. Everyone needs to take a step back, take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. We'll do it together. Shut up, dude. I'm being serious because everyone is flipping the fuck out on jury. And I don't think this is too bad. Like I said before, I look at the overall overall player. Buchnevich put up plenty of points. But points does not define a player. Buchnevich was fucking horrible. And I mean horrible. I mean horrible in the fucking defensive zone. He was horrible. He got the puck. He panicked all the time. It was always up the boards. Or it was always, let me just pass it to the fucking center, which has been a jad getting, you know, on our breakouts and stuff like that. I thought he was horrible. And you know, when Zabinajad got thrown out of the faceoff, uh, Buchnevich stepped in, and I don't think he won a single fucking faceoff. So, you know what? Guys, we just have to take a step back. We have to look beyond the points here. Beyond the points. Beyond the goals. Beyond the points. This, everything, guys, Ranger fans, this was a cap space dump in disguise. It wasn't as apparent as the Islanders trading away Ladd and three draft picks for fucking future considerations. This was a cap dump in disguise. And in the process, we picked up a fourth liner that puts up barely any points. But like we said, we needed depth. And we picked up a, sec- uh, we picked up a second round draft pick in 2022. Going into the depth, Drury has a plan. That's why I'm telling you to relax. Because we know we have to sign Zabinajad for roughly anywhere between $9.5 million and $10.5 million a year. Zabinajad. We have to. He's not making nine five, dude. He's asking for a Eichel type contract. It's either he That's gets crazy. It's Braden Point just got nine. So you're telling me Zabinajad's gonna get nine five? We're, 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 we're doing it. We're doing it for points. This is the heart, and like I said, this is the heart and soul of the New York Rangers. You pull him, the Rangers don't have a fucking prayer. Listen, I don't agree. Like I said, T.J. Oshie, I'd rather have T.J. Oshie than Zabinajad. But your pull, but Zabinajad is the heart and soul of the Rangers right now. I think he sh- he deserves to see on his jersey. So yeah, if you want to fucking pay him nine point five to ten point five, like his agent is asking, this is something that needs to happen. Think, Espe- think- especially if the Rangers have plans to pick up Jack Eichel. Which, if you guys have been watching the news lately, there's only two teams left: it's the Minnesota Wild and the New York Rangers. The Ducks have like a 05 percent chance of picking him up. Everybody else, the Kings, the Canadians, get out. If, if, you know, if, you, if there's a chance of going there, you have a better chance of winning the lottery. That's that. So the Rangers, this is a cap space in disguise. So you need a cap space dump in disguise. So you guys need to chill out. You guys need to see what Drury's plan is. Today was the first day, 728 was the first day of UFAs and everything that needs to go down. The Rangers didn't sign anybody today besides Nemeth, the defenseman from Colorado. But you guys just need to chill. Just watch. Just watch. I don't think Drury's doing that bad of a job. I think Drury did the right move here. I wasn't a Buchnevich fan to begin with. I blew him up on Instagram comments a few times. And uh, my social media girl watched me comment to the New York Rangers and tag Buchnevich that he's fucking horrible in the defensive zone and he needs to fucking stop panicking with the puck because it's embarrassing. So I don't think it's that bad. Look beyond the points, guys. 
Don't don't be Atomic Man. Don't be an Islander fan. Look beyond the points. Look at the actual fucking play of the player. And I think this was okay. Depending on what the Rangers do. The Rangers need to land somebody like Eichel. They need to land somebody like Tarasenko. They need to land somebody like Evgeny Kuznetsov. They need to land somebody big that's looking for a contract between 7 and $10 million. And then this will be okay. You guys will forget about Buchnevich because, honestly, Kuznetsov is better. Tarasenko is better. Eichel is better. Those three players, if we land one of the three players just like that, and we pay them what Boots Davids was asking originally, which was over $7 million. I know we signed for St. Louis for $6 million or 6.5 and change. If we land one of those players asking for over $7 million, Drury did all right. So calm down. Wait to see what happens. And we'll move on from there. We won't, we won't discuss the Rangers any further after this. Just be patient. That's all I ask. All right. Um, I don't know. You, you said don't be a New York Islander fan. What about points? Like, all right, you're the Islanders, we don't, our leading score is like Barzell and he's under a point per game. So I don't know you're talking about points. but No, no, you just, the, the better player is defined by the, the amount of points it's score. Not true. And, and I it's not don't true. agree with that. It's not true. Okay. It's not true. Um, so, yeah, those are the Islanders and the Rangers um, moves, I'd say, that they made on day one of free agency. Um, not much. Kind of, uh, again, Lou Lamarello likes to keep things under the under the rug. You're not really going to see much, but hopefully we'll find out in the next few days. I, I just hope that the Islanders really keep their core and maybe just add a few pieces. But, Again, we don't know what Lou's doing. We got a, we actually have a decent amount of cap space here, so we'll see what happens. Same with the Rangers. They have a lot of cap space, so we'll see what happens in the next upcoming weeks. Um, but yeah, Bat, you said Eichel. I wouldn't be surprised if Eichel just doesn't get traded because um, Buffalo's not going to give him away for cheap. And if Eichel wants to get paid, he's got to play. So and obvi- obviously, you know, it's not the best when you, you know your captain. Say Eichel doesn't get traded. Now you have your captain sitting. They probably stripped the C from him, but you have a guy sitting in that locker room, supposed to be your, your is your best player, and he doesn't want to play for that team. It's just it's a terrible, just not a, it's not good vibes for the team. They're just gonna struggle like they did this year. So we'll move on from them. I'd say oh, we can move with the quick flyers. Flyers acquired two solid defensemen, one from Nashville and Ryan Ellis, and one from Buffalo in Rasmus Sestrelainen, who had. A sick highlight this year, actually. His highlight was getting um, destroyed by Matt Barzell, and then he put it, Barzell put it through his legs to score the goal um, for the goal of the year. That was Ristolainen's highlight of the year. But uh, definitely a solid defenseman. <laughs> that was a joke, but definitely a solid defenseman for Philly. It looks like Philly's really, like, like they're not... I feel like they're, they kind of forgot about last year. Like, I, I feel like they're, they're just like, this is it. Like, we're going for it. Philly also... So you add Rasmus Ristolainen, who's great, Ryan Ellis, who's good, and then you add, um, what was their last trade that they did? It was heads up. They did Cam Atkinson. They had Cam Cam Atkinson for uh, Jacob Voracek, which, like, we'll get it. I think it's a pretty, like, even trade. Like, I I don't know why. Like, there's something going on with Voracek, but I feel like Voracek's just been with that core for so long. Like, why why not just keep him? That's why I think they're not going for it. They were going for it. They would keep him. No, they're going for it. Then they they would have keep. They would have kept him. No, they're going for they're going for a, a worse player, not not significantly worse, like not significantly worse. But no, Voracek is better. They're going for different. a worse player, different player, but a but a younger player, a harder working player than than just a fucking flat out 
amazing goal scorer slash I mean, Atkinson put up 30 goals once in a year. I mean, he's not that player anymore, but Kim Atkinson That was, was when Columbus was good. Yeah, but... Again, I, I was with Panarin, we, and you know we don't know their thought process behind it, but I guess they just felt that Cam Atkinson is a better fit for them being successful. But yeah, Columbus on the other hand is fully going for the rebuild. I mean, we're gonna get in literally in two two trades. We'll get into their big trade, but uh, yeah. So Flyers looks like they're really going for it. We'll move into the next trade, which was the Canucks acquired. Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland in return for Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, and this year's ninth overall pick, who they selected um, Dylan Genther, right winger. So um, Arizona, full rebuild mode for them. They are bad. They are they are going to be bad this year. It's a given. They they just lost uh, Connor Garland was their best player this year. They just lost him. Oliver Ekman Larson had a rough year. Still their best defenseman. They lose him. I think it's pretty clear they're just they have uh, I just read today seven seven picks in the first two rounds next year which is which is pretty good. So yeah, I, Vancouver looks like they're they're also not going for it but they're really stacking up Vancouver. And Connor Garland and look Oliver Ekman Larson Quinn Hughes that's solid. They're going for it, bro. Yeah, they're going to be sick. They know I know I said to... they will follow Edmonton. I think this trade put them over Edmonton. I have Vancouver beating Edmonton this year. They they play each other, I think, seven times, right? In the division? Yeah, they, they play each seven. other seven times. No, 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 no. Six? Like four now. Four? Yeah, because it's not the it's back to like the four times. Regardless, I I think Vancouver is a now a better team than Edmonton. Yes, with with you know, with Edmonton, you know, acquiring Duncan Keith and, and yada yada yada. I think Vancouver's going for it this year, guys. I think Vancouver is now your number one team in the Pacific. No. What, did I say number one? Yeah. My bad. Number two. Number yeah. two. Apologize. Um, yeah, Vancouver's, although they shit the bed last year, although they had, you know, COVID the whole year. Vancouver, wow. Like, that's two solid pickups. Yeah. Number, I wanted the Islanders to get Connor Garland. Number two in the Pacific. Yeah. I wanted the Isles to get Connor Garland. I really like Connor Garland, so good for them. They're just, they're only getting better. Again, they just have so many pieces, and I feel like, it's eventually going to come together, and they're going to be a legit powerhouse because they're so young too. So good for the Canucks, Arizona. They're going to be with Buffalo, like that. It's plain and simple. I think Arizona and Buffalo are bottom of the league this year. Um, Kings are down there too. Yeah, but at least Kings have some upside. You know, they, they hey, the, have... the bottom of the Pacific is going to be weak, guys. Yeah. We we know that, but like this trade, fan fucking tastic for the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Fantastic, they're going for it. Yeah. They are going for it. Full throttle. We got next, we have, I'd say, no, I'm not going to say the biggest trade, but definitely, I mean, because we knew the trade was coming. We just didn't know which team. Seth Jones um, to Chicago. So there was first round picks being tossed around within the trade, but mainly it was Seth Jones sent to Chicago. Um, and he signed for $9.5 million. So we were talking two episodes ago. And you were, I wouldn't say, like, shitting on Seth Jones, but you but were, like... But they didn't give up Kirby Doc. Yeah, they That's didn't. That's important. Yep, they didn't. So that was what you said. They, did, they didn't give up Kirby Doc, but they paid him $9.5 million, which I was shocked about. Because I know you definitely don't think he's a $9.5 million player. No. But... I mean, Kel McCarr just got signed for $9 million, so... That's, you know, that's also considering that uh, uh, Taves is on the LTIR this year. I think Taves will be back, but... Uh, 
So Seth, Seth Jones signs max deal, max max years, nine point five. He's now the third highest defenseman in the highest paid defenseman behind Carlson and I believe Dowdy. So he's, I mean, they believe in him. They obviously think that he's he's a legitimate number one. I think he's a legitimate number one. You don't think he's a legitimate number one? I think he's well, a, on the Blackhawks. No, like in like he can be considered a legitimate number one on a lot of teams in this league. Like I think he's a he's a top I think he's a top ten defenseman, top eleven defenseman. I don't think he's a nine point five million dollar player, but who knows? He's all, he has been he's been in a bad environment. Like he he obviously had the fun years when they when they swept Tampa in the first round, and you know he's playing with Panarin and Duchesne, and he had a fun team. Prime Cam Atkinson, he wants out. I don't blame him for wanting out. So I honestly. Maybe this is good for him. I mean, he fills in. I'm not going to say fills in. He's obviously better than Duncan Keith, so I think Chicago gets better. Um, and I guess Chicago, I'm not going to say going for it, but Chicago still thinks that they're in their little their little uh, window here. Because, you know, Chicago, they just got to get in, and anything could happen. Patrick Kane is uh, something different when it comes to the postseason. So. The Brunk Cat. Yeah. yeah you say Taves is coming back. Taves is coming back. Yep. Doc has a full season ahead of him. Yeah, they're yeah, bro. They're definitely uh, they got Kubalak, whatever that guy's name is. He's solid. They got a good team. Um, and now they also just acquired Mark Andre Fleury from the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for an AHL player. Robbie's not happy about this due to Fleury's reaction to this. I am upset for Fleury the way he got treated. I mean, this guy is a. Hall of Famer, 100% first ballot Hall of Famer. He's done it all. He just won the Vesna in what is probably like his 16th, 17th season in this league. Nothing but respect for this guy, and they blindside him and trade him for legitimately nothing. So just the lack of communication between management to the players, just it's a bad look around the league for everyone. I think most of the league is on Marc-Andre Fleury's side because of you know, he's just so well-respected. But what came out today was that he has no um, drive to play in Chicago. Like, he just doesn't want to play there. Coming, saying that out loud a day after you get traded isn't a good look either. So it goes both ways. I, I do feel really bad for Flurry for getting blindsided like that. But obviously, I think Vegas truly needed to move on and, you know, pick a goalie. And I would also pick Leonard. You're paying the guy. Might as well play him. I think the Brady... Pretty equal goalies. You're paying the guy way more to stick with Leonard. Flurry goes to Chicago, where I, 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 I guess Chicago thought that he'd be the new number one. But I mean, with these comments, I, I don't know. Robbie, I mean, hop into it, but. Disgusting. That's what I have to say. You have the privilege. This is a, you have the privilege to play on an original six team. Probably one of the best uh, franchises in hockey. Probably the second best arena, second best fans of the National Hockey League behind the Canadians, and you, and you just come out a day after being traded and and don't say you want to play. I think you're being a stubborn asshole. You know, who doesn't want to play for the Blackhawks? I think any goaltender in the NHL would want to play for the Blackhawks. I don't see any other goaltender, any other top goaltender in the league, want to get traded. You know, to the Blackhawks and not play. I think if Henrik Lundqvist went to the Blackhawks, I think he'd even be happier. Than going to the Capitals, but you know he'd be like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll out with this fucking uh, red, black, and white, and I, you know I'm gonna play at the United Center, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the best goaltender I possibly can." I think any goaltender would be like that. I just think 
Marc-Andre Fleury is full of himself. I think he's selfish. And I think he's an asshole for saying that. I really, really do. How dare you not... I don't think he's full of himself. Absolutely. No. Stop. I understand. You're a Hall of Famer. You know, but he's known couple, as like one of the. He's known Bro, as. Why like, don't you want to play for the Chicago Blackhawks behind he, Taves and Kane and all these fucking whole other Hall of Famers as well? Why wouldn't you want to be a part of because, that great, Bro, great team? They're probably because, one of the best dynasties in the in the past, you know, two decades. You got to think he's he's a main reason on why Vegas Golden Knights are where they are. He's the first ever goalie. On the Vegas Golden Knights, he's brought them to a Stanley Cup, a Conference Final, all all these, all these deep runs. Like he's been the guy, and now, and he's also a main part in that. He stands on his head every postseason. He won a Vesna this year, and now out of nowhere, you just blindside the guy. I could see why he's upset. Is he upset because he got traded equally for an AHL player, or is he upset that he's playing for the Chicago Blackhawks? He's upset that he's leaving Vegas, and the way he, the way he got traded. It's not like it's not like there were talks. Oh, there's rumors that Flurry might get moved. No, you're telling me you would have thought like Flurry's getting moved. Like, no, no one thought that. That's why no. he's a blindside. No, it was like Flurry. I, I think he should have been a little more professional and not say that the Absolutely. day after he got traded. Yes. Absolutely, but you also have to feel for the guy. Is what I'm saying. Like feel for, absolutely feel for the guy, but you don't see any other goaltender crying, or you don't see any other playing. Cr- I, I don't know the last time a player got traded to a team and said, I don't want to play for this team. Like, he's acting like a Jack Eichel right now. I don't want to play for Buffalo. I don't want to play for Chicago. Like, really, bro? Really? Yeah, it's, it's definitely really? not. Come on. Like, that's just, that's just unprofessional. Watch, watch Flurry just, retire. Imagine that. You know what? If he doesn't want to play for the team, let him retire. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Let him retire. I mean, the, the Chicago didn't give up. Chicago gave up an NHL player. So that Chicago's not losing much. If yeah. they, you know, Chicago's still goaltenderless. Yeah. If this happens, if he retires, but like, how dare you come out and say that? Just totally unprofessional. To- absolutely, totally unprofessional. That's why I, I just lost a lot of, lot of respect for Mark Andre Fleury today. All right, well, I, I, if how about this? If Fleury, you know, gets over it and plays for Chicago. Now, bro, Chicago, Chicago we'll is a contender. Chicago might be third in their division. I know. Behind Colorado, behind, you know, obviously with the acquisitions Dallas just made since the last, you know, the last two episodes behind Dallas. I think Dallas just swapped at Minnesota. I think Chicago's up there with yeah, the Jets. I know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, right. I think, I, you know, Chicago and the Jets, you know, it's going to be Flurry versus Hellebuck. It's going to be, you know, I think offensive abilities between Chicago and Winnipeg are going to be, you know, Pretty spot close. even. Yeah. I think def- uh, defensive-wise, Chicago edges them out now with Seth Jones because, you know, like we said, the Winnipeg Jets lost a lot of defensemen and, you know, Dustin Bufflin and, and Truba and whatnot, and they didn't acquire anybody else. So I, I think Chicago might have the edge. Uh, they did just acquire Nate Schmidt, but mm, he, he, okay, he's I'm not a- Seth Jones. No, but I, I am a Nate. I am a Nate Smith fan. I've always been a Nate Smith fan since Washington, and then, you know he he went to he went to Vegas, and then he went to Vancouver. He's been bouncing around, but I am a I am a Nate Smith fan. I do like his play, but I do I still do think Chicago edges out Winnipeg in th- yes. the defensive category, and I do think Chicago now comes from a a number a number five seeded team. That's what I put them. You know, a couple episodes when I did my projections, I do put them in a number three, especially. And you just pointed this out, especially with the acquisition of Tyler Johnson. This they, is huge. This is huge for the huge for the Blackhawks. They're deep. They're, huge. Deep. they're, de- they're deep. And for Marc-Andre Fleury not wanting to be a part of this organization right now that's looking to win, 
bullshit because I think Chicago has a hell of a fucking shot. If they make the playoffs, they have a hell of a shot of winning. They probably, are they contenders? Are they up there with the powerhouses like Vegas and Colorado? Yeah. No. But it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. So. Exactly. And you have veteranship, like I, you know, I've said, Caves and Kane leading the team. You absolutely have a chance. But Flurry has to be all in it. Yeah, that's the last trade we'll talk about is this Tyler Johnson to um, Chicago in exchange for Brent Seabrook's contract. Brent Seabrook isn't um, – he's retired, but they're still playing him. So technically, um, Tampa gained $1 million in cap space there because Brent Seabrook was making $1 million less than Tyler Johnson. Right. So they gained like a million in cap space, but it's that's kind of cool. They they <laughs> It was – it's like another one of those situations. It's like Tyler Johnson got traded for a retired player, like literally for no one. So Chicago made a lot of moves today. And a second-round pick in two drafts yeah. from now. Yeah. So. Chicago made out in that trade. Yeah. Which I think they, again, undervalued Tyler Johnson. Again, he's, you know, you talk about, you know, the veteranship on, on Chicago. This only adds to it, guys. He was part of the triplets back in 2015 when he played with uh, Kucherov and Palat. He's... Uh, been to the cup three times he's won twice uh you know as the fourth line center the last two years but it definitely adds veteranship to the team so great acquisition and great great 2023 second round pick for the chicago blackhawks yeah i think they they, they are the real deal guys they're i like i said i they think they're gonna got make they got i said it when you know i put them at five over dallas at first i said listen i'm gonna believe that chicago's gonna make moves this offseason because they have a fantastic front office they know what they're doing they still have Taves and Canes under their wing, and I think they're good. They, they, listen, we might see a Chicago run, you know, deep in the 2020s. Mm-hmm, which is crazy. Crazy. You would not think that. You'd think it, you'd finally, you know, fall off. I mean, they kind of fell off the past few years, but looks like they're going for one last uh, one last push here. Everybody wants to play for Chicago, but Flurry. Chicago's a great organization, guys. Chicago's uh, one of the best original sixes. If, if if it's not Montreal and if it's you know obviously Detroit is you know off the map now, but if it's not if it's not those two teams, Hockey Town or you know Montreal, it's got to be Chicago. Yeah. Sorry, you know Ranger fans, but like the United Center is uh, it excels MSG, man. It's a it's a real deal. Best goal, best goal song. Best goal song in the league, without a doubt. Best goal song. Oh, that's a dream. One day I will get to a game there. No, no, no. The Rangers goal song is a little bit better. I liked it. I like their song. Um, we're going to move into, that was just the trades that went, that went on in the past two weeks. The most recent trades happened today. Now we're going to get into all of the signings that happened today. I feel like I've never seen, they were coming in like every two minutes. It was crazy. We had a, a lot of signings and we had a few re-signings. So we'll hop right in. Um, we got, we got a list here, so we'll hop right in. We're we're going to, we'll probably skip a few of the, uh, We'll probably skip a few of the um, the ones that really don't make that much of a difference to teams, but we'll uh, we'll just hop right in. So obviously, we said that the the Avalanche lost their starting goaltender, their Vesna finalist, um, Grubauer. But uh, this is not a signing. Well, it's a trade and a sign. They had Darcy Kemper for a first round pick and Connor Timmins. So Darcy Kemper is going to be the new guy for the Avs. Um, he, I think he's real deal, Darcy Kemper. He was. I feel like he always starts off hot, and then he becomes a um, like. A, I just I remember him in fantasy. Like, oh my god, he's putting up sick numbers. I remember him in fantasy. And if Trank, if you're listening, this is bullshit. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying. 
So, yeah, that's funny. Love you, Trank. Yeah. So, so Darcy Kemper to the Avalanche. They, you lose Grubauer, you got to bring in another goalie. Darcy Kemper's the guy. So, uh, you obviously you don't think Grubauer is as good as he is. I don't know. I'm questioning. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm we'll find out. We'll find out. But Darcy Kemper, he, he get good for you. You just you just got put on the best team in the league. So, um, you just gave yourself the best shot you got to to win a cup. Um, next, like like we talked about previously, we won't get into it. Grubauer signs with the Seattle Kraken, six million. Six years, six x six for Grubauer. He's gonna be the guy in Seattle. Um, yeah, no, we just got into it. We're not gonna really get into it. But this this next one really, really is different. Like I was not expecting this one. Linus Olmark, the Buffalo goalie who got who showed a lot of upside, but got lit up this year. Signs four years, five million with the Boston Bruins. So, uh, do can we agree that's it for Tukarask? Like. You gotta. That's it for Tukarask. I think Rask still starts. No, but they don't. Rask is a UFA. He's gone. I'm saying they, they still have him. No, Rask is good, bro. Rask is a UFA. But he, but Rask already went out and said, I- "I'm playing for the Bruins for the rest of my career, and that's it." Yeah, but Rask doesn't want to get traded. Rask wants to stay in Boston. We talked about like Rask possibly going to Carolina. We possibly talked about going to Toronto. No, no, I think Rask. Said he's going. He's staying with Boston. So if that's the case, that those those are your two goaltenders, which is is awesome because now Rask getting older. Rask is injury prone, and you're able to have a player like Omar pick him up, and Rask only has to play whatever fifty games out of eighty two. I still think Rask is the starter. I still think the Bruins are going to sign Rask, and I think this is a this is an amazing acquisition because this guy obviously is good, so much better than Yaroslav Halak, which is their yeah. current backup at the moment. So. I think this is a good signing. I don't know. I think they're signing Linus Allmark to be their number one. You don't pay $5 million to a backup goalie. Then, then, Rask, then Rask is out. They're not going to sign Rask. That's, a, I, that's just what I see. It's like you're giving the guy $20 million in the next four years. How is he not going to be your starting goaltender? I mean, unless you have a whole other situation like, like, again, Leonard and Flurry had. But I don't think they're going for that. Then, then Rask is out. Allmark is your number one. Halak is your number two, and Boston is not as good as they are last year. No, Halak's gone too. I'm pretty sure Halak's a UFA. He's gone too. So they're gonna. They're I heard gonna, rumors Halak to San Jose. Okay, like, then then they're gonna they're gonna have. They got the young guy, the rookie. Have, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the the rookie, the rookie they, they put in against the Islanders. I think it was a game four or something yeah. bullshit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Then then Boston's not as good as they were last year. Absolutely not, bro. Boston was a great team even with even with Rask hurt. I still take I still take Rask over Olmark. Again, I don't know how good. Uh, same thing with the Gruber situ- situation. I don't know how good Olmark is because he, you know, had a dog shit team in front of him. But I always know Rask is a is a fantastic goaltender. Jeremy right? you know? Swayman, that's his name. Yeah, he went. You know, apparently, Rask went to the cup in two thousand nineteen. Obviously, lost, but he's been he's a playoff goaltender. Apparently, he's really good. This Olmark is not a playoff goaltender. I don't think he knows what the word playoff is. I don't know what the <laughs> if the new guy knows what the playoffs is. Uh, again, I, I would stick with the veteran goaltender. Why wouldn't you? If not, the Bruins become a weaker team. Yeah, which did. I already had Bruins at four because yeah. I had Vasilevsky and Tampa Bay they, and company. They did make some signings, but yes, well, I saw them over the. Over, but you know what? That if this is the case and Rask is out, the, the Rangers have a better shot of making the playoffs this year because well, the Rangers probably don't have their Rangers different there. division. Different division. No, no, but they're still battling for the wild card. Okay, because we already. Oh, yes, all right, my I bad. already established yeah, that yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. for that 
division, Toronto was one, Florida was two, Tampa Bay was three, and uh-huh. Boston was going to be a I wild miss, card. I, I misunderstood. I so, yes, the Rangers do have a better chance if Olmark is their number one. Olmark is I their agree. number one, and this rookie goaltender is their, is number their two. right? No veteran goaltender. I agree. So, yes. So, yeah, we could hop right into the next um, Bruins signing. Nick Foligno um, to a two-year deal, which I think is good for them. I think it adds depth. I assume if they're able to sign Krejci again, that'll be their second line. They'll go Taylor Hall, who they also just signed, $6 million. They'll be Taylor Hall, David Krejci, Nick Foligno. That's a pretty solid second line. Like Again, with the perfection line up top, I think that's a legitimate second line. Um, and they also add Eric Halla for another two years. Which, again, adds more depth, but does signing these guys allow room for Krejci? Is Krejci going to sign a deal that um, is like a win-now kind of deal like to help the team out? We'll see, because Krejci is yet to be signed, but I assume Krejci wants to stay. Um, I think the Bruins got better offensively. Like, their forward group got better. But, again, Tukarask... I think it's just very important, and I think they're putting a lot of if Tugres doesn't come back. I think they're putting a lot of pressure on Linus Allmark because again, he's never been in a winning, winning situation like a team that can pound teams if they really want to, and you know we'll see what he does. So, um, you think the Bruins are going to be better or worse than last year? Like if they get rid of Rask, absolutely worse. They're going to be worse, yeah. But I think their forward group is going to get better. Uh, agreed. Yeah, because uh, like I said, uh, Hall lit up the the regular season. lit up the last couple games of the regular season. And yes, they. I know he's not on this list, but yes, Hall did resign with the uh, with the Bruins. And I obviously, you know, I think every everybody listening is going to agree with that because he had a phenomenal year, uh, phenomenal last couple games because he was surrounded by great players on the on the second line. So yeah, I think yeah, the the Boston Bruins. Uh, Forward group did get better, but you know, obviously, you, you can't win a cup with weak goaltending and mm-hmm. not experienced goaltending, and a lot of question marks on the back end. So, which 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 what killed them in the playoffs last year? So, I mean, I'm surprised that they went. Well, they did sign Mike Riley too on the back end, which was their trade deadline acquisition. I think he played pretty good, but again, um, he got hurt in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think that, I think they're gonna be they're definitely a playoff team. We could all agree there. I think they're definitely a playoff team. But goaltending is huge, and their back, their bottom three defensemen. I could, I, I, I couldn't even name one. Like, now are they are they a playoff team? Or are they like a, a wild card fighting team? Because I know I, I, you, I know you do. put them above uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think, projection. No, I think they're gonna be better than Tampa Bay. Oh, mm, I don't know with all Mark. I don't know. It kills me because I, I I don't know I think they're signing Olmark to be like a legitimate goalie. I don't know if he's that, that means good. he has to go up against Vasilevsky. Yeah, and he's not bad. He's nowhere near Vasilevsky. Like, Olmark's st- like a seventy-eight overall in NHL. <laughs> so you you think that the Bruins uh, are uh, below the Lightning? Yeah, mm, I'm like ah. Uh, no, like, if, if, if you, no if I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'll stick with my gut. I think this guy Swayman's gonna come in and fucking go off. I heard he's really good. Like these, I saw on Twitter these because these obviously during the series I'm looking at both both you know Twitters both all both fans what they're saying. And these guys are saying like this guy Swayman's a stud. 
and they wanted him to start, but we'll see. I can see them moving on from Rask because just a lot of question marks with him too. Is he going to perform? Is he going to lie about his injuries? Like all this stuff. So Bruins made moves today, but again, shocking moves with the Olmark situation. I saw a tweet today saying Linus Olmark will be the starting goal tether next year. He will be the number one. So if that's how it's going to be, Tuka Rask, wow, great career with Boston. But uh, yeah, he, he never he never got it done, Tuka Rask. Close. Lost a cup final. Um, did he lose two two cup finals? Was he on the was he the starting goaltender against the Blackhawks? Or Boychuk fucked it up in front of the net? Do you remember that? The two goals in the last I minute thirty? That was so. Rask. I think so. Because Tim Thomas Tim won. Tim Thomas it. was two thousand eleven. I think so, bro. Yeah, he was so he lost two cups. And then he lost to St. Louis. Yeah. Wow. I think so. That's that that hurts. That hurts as a goalie getting there twice and not uh getting one. One was and obviously one was a, both of them should have been game sevens, but St. Louis was game seven and uh obviously uh that Chicago series back in the day, that was one of the craziest games I've ever watched. Where up two to one with a minute with a minute forty five left and then down three to two with a minute fifteen left. Like that that was that was something else. Um we can move on to the biggest signing. Like I wanna say biggest signing of of the offseason because he was the biggest free agent. But it's like such a boring signing when I look at it. Dougie Hamilton to the Devils, seven years, nine million um annual. Like looks like he's money chasing instead of cup chasing. That's what uh, it looks like. That's exactly what it looks like. He he's getting paid. Guy sixty three million guaranteed. Like he is getting paid. Like he, he he was due for this contract, but he could have got seven million from a winning team. That's what I'm saying. So it's like wow, like do I, I maybe I mean like I said, yeah, Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton. You know they just had the number four overall pick this year. They're young. I mean if they maybe he thinks in year two or three of his tenure there that they're gonna be legit because obviously the Devils will will eventually turn it around. I mean they're not gonna be shit forever. Because they've been shit the past, you know, six years. They're eventually going to turn it around, and maybe he could be the guy for them. So, just not where we thought Dougie Hamilton was going. No, 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 no. Like at all. Like I was shocked. Uh, I don't know if the Devils are going to become I a mean, landing spot for players. But... I know we talked about this in the last episode, but Hamilton is playing with Graves. Maybe or, uh, we or don't. Two bands in the mix. Ty Smith. Yeah, they got they got they got four like three solid guys, and then PK Subban. I wouldn't even call him solid because I don't think he is solid anymore. I think he's better. He's been doing uh like uh ESPN specials as like a commentator, not a commentator, but uh what do you call it? Like a Scott Van Pelt type guy. He he did some he did like a special with uh, Barry Melrose, like talking to like just on TV. Like I think he's better at that than he actually is at playing hockey. <laughs> So, uh, we conclude with this signing. The Metropolitan just gets even tighter. Yeah, it sucks. Carolina loses their best defenseman, and a team that's probably ranked just above the Sabres gets that player. So, yes, the contention in the Metropolitan is even closer Only, than yeah. ever before. Only going to make it harder to win those games now against yep. against those who it's that like you we don't get we don't the Rangers around us don't get a fucking break ever, yeah. man. It sucks, man. I do imagine imagine either of our teams in like the Pacific. Bro, playoffs like, every year. 
I'd be spending so much money on playoff tickets. I'd be going to playoffs ever since I was like fucking ten years old. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, we're in every year. Eh, we just gotta, we just gotta beat the beat the Canucks. Yeah. The Metro's so good. The Metro. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's not it's not even fair. The Metro is so good because Devils they're just gonna be better. Like I mean, we've been saying they're supposed to be better, but they laid yeah, another egg this year. Devils and Flyers, man, they're gonna be. Yeah. Uh... They also the Devils signed Jonathan Bernier. Yep. Two years, four point one annual. So I guess they got their guy in net. Although Mackenzie Blackwood, I truly thought was gonna be their guy. Their other guy, good. I think that another Wood is it Wellwood yeah. or something they like someone, that. He, they they he got was, yeah, they got Miles good. Wood. They got Mackenzie Blackwood. I think it was. I think it's Wellwood was their backup, and he he wasn't bad. They got either. a bunch of wood. Yeah. They got fucking plywood. They got <laughs> they got it all. But I'm yeah. just saying. I, I, again, I guess Devils really want to take. It just sucks for the Devils because they, they, it clearly shows they're they're taking a step in the right direction. But it's like, yeah, you're in the fucking metro. It's not good enough. You're in the metro, so you're not like I. I just don't see them getting in because of how stacked the metro is. But if anything, this takes away from Carolina. Uh, who's Slavin going to play with? Um, mm-hmm. What happens with Carolina? Do they still rule the metropolitan? I don't know. I had um, Pittsburgh and uh, Capitals trailing them. Um, if you listen to that long and grueling episode. Uh, <laughs> of yeah. The, of the divisions. Of the divisions. Who takes the number one spot? That's. I still think it's Carolina, but it's I not. Florida, as, Florida. No, no, no. Met- Metropolitan. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Is it still Carolina? I think so. Yeah. Is there a better chance that Pittsburgh and Washington take that spot? Absolutely. Um, Could be anyone. Also today, uh, this isn't on the list, but Ovi. Holy shit. We knew it. We knew it. It's either, you know, obviously we all know Ovechkin's path. I think that was a genius, genius move by the Washington Capitals not protecting Ovi. We knew exactly what was going to happen there. If the Kraken took him, no, he's not signing. He'll go play in Russia. And I think the Kraken knew that. That's why they didn't pick him. And then after he the, was unprotected, he was unprotected. No absolutely. way! Absolutely, yeah, it was absolutely genius by the Washington Capitals. That is some front office management like ever before. You leave Ovechkin unprotected. We all know this. Uh, you might be wrong. No, he was unprotected. Him, Tarasenko, no. and Giordano was no. unprotected. Bro, yeah, I guarantee you. Wait. Go ahead, look it up. In the meantime, genius move by the Washington Capitals. If they if they take Ovi. You know, there was talks about Ovi going back to Russia, playing in the KHL, and, you know, spending his rest of his years there. But I think the Kraken knew he wasn't going to sign, even if they got him. So, Washington left him unprotected. Kraken didn't take him. He signs with Washington. I think it's very apparent. I know we talked about Steven Stamkos retiring his number up in the rafters. I think it's kind of obvious what's going to go on with the Vetchkin. Yes, he's going for the goal-scoring title. Uh, I hope he gets it. I really do. I hope he, I hope he beats out Gretzky. He's just under 200 goals away. Um, which, uh, was it five years, I believe? Five years, four years? Mm-hmm. Eh, I could do it. You can't do it. I, I don't know. Maybe. But good for him. So, yeah, that's that's huge. There's more gas in the tank for Washington. But, yes, they are going to lose Evgeny Kuznetsov. So, do they supersede Carolina? No. I think Pittsburgh has a better chance of superseding. I think Pittsburgh's, uh, I think, uh, when you look at an 82-game season, I think up front, Washington versus right. Pittsburgh, Washington is the better team. I think, you know, in an 82-game spectrum, I think Pittsburgh edges out Washington has a better record. I mean, you, you just you just can't look beyond players like Crosby, Malkin, um, Chris Letang. They, they do have goaltending issues, but sort of the Capitals. But, yeah, 
Any one of those teams could be up in the running for number one in the Metropolitan Division. All right, just back on your thing. Ovi wasn't left unprotected. He was a UFA, so right the Caps didn't have to protect him. Like, right, right, that's he, exactly what I said. But he wasn't left unprotected. It's not like... It's well, not you like, can't protect a UFA. That's what I'm saying. Right. So it was neither. Now, he but, wasn't no, 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 but the Kraken could have selected him. No, no. He was unable to be selected. If, if Seattle wanted Ovechkin, they would have just had to sign him on the side. Like, it wouldn't have been through the Capitals, is what I'm saying. I, I got the list right here. Look, this is who they could have picked, right here. Carl Haglin, Hathaway, Sheary, Dylan, Jensen, Kempney, Schultz, Copley, or Vanacek. And they protected... Um, they protect... You're right, they didn't protect him because they, they weren't able... You can't, that's why the Islanders didn't protect Sezikis. But Sezikis wasn't able to be selected by the Kraken. The Kraken can offer them can offer him a contract, but but that doesn't mean that that's who they take from the Islanders. See, I, I read something different. I said, I, I read something on the score that said the top three players that are left unprotected was... Not unprotected, well, available, not unprotected. Like, meaning, obviously, like, if you're... Like, no, I, I understand, but that's not the way the score uh, worded it. No. They worded it in, in such a manner that, yes, the, the Kraken had an opportunity to grab Ovechkin. Grab meaning sign, like, if they want to offer him the max contract. But it wouldn't, like, they could have, they could have, like, the, like, for example, the Kraken could have signed Sezikis and taken Everly. Right. Because it would have been, like, a UFA signing. Like, once you're a UFA, you're not on anyone's team. So, like, it's not like they left him unprotected. Obviously, if Ovi No, had, but they could have, they, they could have signed him before the draft, and then they would have had, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, so, they like, si- a sign If they, they would have signed them, sign and draft. Him, then yeah. they would have had to protect him. I get it, I get it. Which means they had to, they had to protect an extra player. I get and it was it. genius by not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely I mean, smart. I wouldn't say genius because I, Ovi would just, if Seattle approached Ovechkin, I oh, think Ovi would, would go say back to no. Russia. Yeah, well, Ovi, Ovi, well, Ovi would Russia. just say no. Ovi would say I'm not interested, is what I'm saying. Are you understanding? Right. So if Seattle's like, Ovi, we want to offer you 10 mil, Ovi's going to be like, no, thank you, and then that's it. But we didn't know at the time if, if Washington really wanted to sign Ovi. Yeah, true. Because we didn't know the money that Ovi was expecting. Yeah. Which I, 9.5 is... I think crazy for five years. Like now, yeah, it's good. But I'm saying five years from now, like holy shit, he's gonna be making all. Like he's gonna be. He, he is loaded. He's gonna be so loaded. So as you should be. All right, um, Dougie Hamilton to the Devils, seven years, sixty-three million. Devils get better. Metropolitan get better. Biggest, biggest, biggest UFA goes to the New Jersey Devils. I would not have thought that. Move on. Mike Hoffman signs with the Canadians. Three years, four point five million annual. Um, maybe this is good for Hoffman because he needs to get back on track. He really hasn't been the Sades same since he's been floating around. And honestly, I think he's just been hurting his. Like he could have signed a long term deal two years ago and really got like six seven mil with who? Florida or St. Louis? With because uh, mm, his pro- uh, to me his prime was on Florida. Florida. Okay, because well, pl- on Florida. He was lighting it up still. On the power play, he had oh, that yeah. one-timer. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. that oh, yeah. year oh, yeah. after Florida, he could have signed like a four-year deal at $7 million. But right. what happened is, you know, now he goes to St. Louis. It's a bad year. Now he's like, oh, I'm, I'm holding out. I'm going to sign a one-year deal again. And now look at him. He got three years, 4.5. I think he definitely hurt his, his himself. But, but he, also hasn't been, he also hasn't been performing. 
Right, he hasn't been performing as good as he was on Ottawa back when Ottawa yeah. was the shit. And Florida, he was, he was good on Florida. 2017. He was sick on Florida. Yeah, it was the it, you know it depends on the players around him. As he's that type of player. It you you have to surround him with talent in order for him to produce. Yeah, so not much there. I mean, the uh, the Habs actually they lost. Who'd they lose? They lost um, Philip Denault. They lost Philip Denault to L.A. for six years, five point five annual. So they bring in Hoffman, they lose in all. I think it's, I guess I'll say even. Uh, I can't really compare. I think, I think it's even on both sides. I think it was a good good signing by LA. Yeah. I think they need somebody like uh, Phillip. Yeah, so I think adding adding Hoffman maybe gives them a little more of a goal-scoring ability, maybe a second-line presence, and losing Denault, I guess that's your second-liner. So it's just a little replacement there, and you're – you're getting a a better price. You could put you could stick Hoffman with uh, Caulfield and Suzuki, and yeah. I think that'd be a very successful line for the, the Habs. Could. No, you really could. Um, uh, we're not gonna get into it. No. Getzloff resigns. People thought he was gonna go somewhere else to try and win a cup. He doesn't. Um, Braden Point got his got his money. He got paid. Braden Point like he deserved. He's a legitimate star in this league. Seven years, nine point five annual. I mean, we we talk about this guy. We've talked about this guy. He might be the most talked about player on this podcast, like since we've started it. Like, I think he's underpaid. Mm-hmm. I think he's underpaid at nine point five million a year for seven years. I think that's. I think I, he's underpaid. I agree. And he's underpaid because he's on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think he exceeds ten million easily on any other team because he is. Top five, five. No, yeah, no, stop, no stop. bro. Maybe playoff no. players. Maybe playoff right, players. But like you, you got to take that into account. What you, you do describe you do. the type of player that it, that it means to be. You are the best in the NHL when it matters because, most. Right? Well, you could you go to a you go to a lockdown defenseman. You say stop this guy. And if one of a lockdown a lockdown defenseman always has the advantage over a forward, it's easier to stop a goal than score a goal. And yep. when you're able to exceed that, you are one of the best players in the mm-hmm. NHL. That's why. That's why, to me, McDavid is still not because he has not exceeded that yet. He's still fucking won one playoff series. Fucking, to me, he's not that player. McKinnon is up there. McKinnon is, to me, better than McDavid because he has that ability. And Braden Point is top five. And I know this is going against what no, I said not. because he might five. he might actually exceed Patrick Kane. That's because Patrick Kane's playoff presence was not apparent in the past you know, half a decade. That's why I might put Braden Point in the top five in the NHL because yeah. he's the real deal in the playoffs. I would Because wouldn't. he is a Stanley Kutra's Cup. better. Kutra's better than Point as <sighs> a player. Debatable, man. Debatable. Debatable, debatable, but, debatable. All right. Good for Braden Point. Yes. But we're not going to get into it because it wasn't, like, shocking. We knew he was signing with uh, the Bolts. So <laughs> they got their guy. Um, yeah, nearly $10 million. And, yeah, we think it's kind of... He could have got more. Not that he would want to leave, but he could have got more. Um, Alex Edler, one year to the Kings. Not going to get into that. Kings are, the Kings are doing all right. Yeah, they're, they're making small moves here and there. Like, they're working their way back to being... Mm-hmm. Uh, a, Absolutely. A, they might be, like, a not fully towards the bottom, but they're, they're going to win some games this year. Uh, we talked about Jaden Schwartz signing with the Kraken for five years. Um, this is another tough one. The Hurricanes lose Brock McGinn, and he signs with the Penguins. Four years, 2.75. Um, again, it's like the Hurricanes are just losing players. Penguins so. adding more depth because they need yeah. something beyond Crosby and Malkin. Yep. 
Gensel. They need to, you know, they need players like on the pickup. third and fourth line. They uh, lost so, James so McCann. They lost, I keep saying James McCann. Oh my God, that's not his name. Um, they lost McCann, and now they bring in Brock McGinn. So they like the mix. Um, yeah, again, not not a game changer, but I think a good depth guy. Who I think will uh, do about the same thing as McCann did. Um, Tyson Barry resigns three years with the Oilers. They also add Cody Cece, four years to the Oilers. So, um, Tyson Barry, I think, not in his prime anymore. I think he was sick on the Avalanche like like four or five years ago. But I mean, Tyson Barry and Cody Cece. I mean, not terrible. Duncan Keith as well. Yeah, I mean, not terrible. The Oilers. Well, they, the, that's what the Oilers know, need is defensemen. Yeah, and they also they added. Scoring. They also added Zach Hyman today. The Oilers. So they they they're, they're getting. I you know I he keeps yeah I know I know I know the additions all the additions that the Oilers are making but I still Vancouver's acquisitions I still think supersede I think I still think Oakman Larson exceeds all these defensemen I still think uh, Garland ex- you know helps the Vancouver's forward uh, even with you know Besser. Uh, Pedersen and you know JT Miller putting it all together. I th- I still think Vancouver supersedes um, uh, Edmonton on an 82 game scale. When it comes to playoffs face to face, who knows what's going to happen? But I, I really do think Vancouver finishes above the Oilers in the regular season. Yeah. But this is this is what the Oilers needed help on the back end. Yes, Cody CC, Duncan Keith, and Tyson. Well, Tyson Berry was there last year. They re-signed Tyson Berry to a long term contract, and. Uh, the Oilers are due, man. You got two of the debate. You have two, one definitely in the top five, and a debatably another player in the top five in the league. You got to make it happen. So it better come soon because McDavid should be hungrier than ever. Um, this one, I know you're a Holpe guy. So Braden Holpe signs with the Dallas Stars, two million dollars. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, I mean Ed. He's. Uh, does I'm, it help Dallas? I have no idea, guys. Hopi is a one big giant question, question mark. mark. I agree. I have no idea. I, I used to be a big Hopi guy. I used to one of the one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. What is he squirts the water and stares at it? Yes. I, I mean, yeah, it helps him focus. But like again, last year on on the Canucks, I, I don't know if it was COVID problems, but he definitely fell fell apart. So I, you know, again, maybe it was right. The Capitals getting rid of him. People were shocked. Is Dallas is. Is Dallas a better team than Vancouver? You say so. I don't know. I still would side with Vancouver. I, I, I again, I, I think they're two even teams. So we're gonna see how he reacts to, you know, green and white. <clears throat> All right. So we'll go back to back. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning players are gone. Blake Coleman finally gets paid, which I think he deserves. He's I he is not a third line player. I think he's a legitimate second line player. Signs with the Calgary Flames, six years, almost five million dollars a year. And um, David Savard, defenseman, signs four years with the with the Canadians, three point five a year. So I, I mean, I'll hop into the Coleman thing quick. I just think well deserved. He comes in from the Devils, goes to the um, Lightning, wins his cups. Now he gets paid. He's been solid the whole way through. Has scored goals. He's always he's a highlight reel. So all his goals somehow are highlight reels. Scores in the playoffs, scores in the regular season. He's fast. I mean, I don't know where he'll fit in with the Flames. I, I mean, I can't 
I'm not a Calgary Flames, you know, expert here, but I assume he'll be somewhere in their top six and he'll definitely help them out because another, you say question mark with Braden Holtley, I think the whole entire Flames team is a question mark. So that's all, that's all I'll say about Blake Coleman and for David Savard, I mean, you saw it coming. I didn't know where he was going, but you know he was not re-signing with Tampa. So um, solid defenseman that the Habs get and... I'm not saying he's going to be Shea Weber's replacement, but he might be Shea Weber's replacement because um, there's a lot of rumors saying Shea Weber's career is over. So, David Savard to the Habs. Uh, yeah, I uh, believe he is uh, Shea Weber's replacement, so I won't get more into the Habs. Uh, still don't think Habs are a playoff team. Blake Coleman uh, to Calgary. I think this is one of my favorite signings. Of the offseason, I I know, you know, most of our listeners are on the East Coast and, you know, not a fan of Calgary and, you know, all those Western Canadian teams. But you know what? Calgary, it's struggle. They struggle. They have talent, but it's useless. It's useless talent. I think Blake Coleman uh, with his cup experience uh, will definitely help players. Uh, that are you know that that are great great players surrounded by um, or that are encased in talent. I'm talking about like Johnny Gaudreau. Um, 50-50 here. I think it's Matthew Kachuk on, yeah, I think it's Matthew on Calgary and his Brady on Ottawa. But I, you know, the Kachuk brothers, uh, you know, I think they're, I think they're phenomenal players. Uh, I honestly think that uh, Matthew's a little bit better. He's a little bit more grittier. I think he's just comes with an all around, you know, aggressive player. And, you know, it's a great, great player to have on your team. And I think, you know, Coleman helps add more talent, helps add more experience to, you know, a team like Calgary. So I, I agree with this signing. I I agree with the length, six years. I think that's very good. I agree with just just south of $5 million each of those years. That's $30 million. It's Matthew. It's Matthew, yeah, I thought so. Um, I think that's, that's fantastic by the Calgary Flames. I think that this is one of the best signings so far. I think mm. this this guy fits right in with Calgary. I agree. Um, might be playing with Monahan. Yes, Monahan. Yes, if Monahan doesn't go elsewhere, you know Monahan. You know, he he's still there. I, I think Calgary, you know, is getting better. Uh, you know, are they are they playoff contenders? Probably not. No, I mean, they'd they're... be fighting wild card spots with now. I would think Minnesota and like Winnipeg or Nashville. I, I think that's they're in the mix, but I still don't see them being there. They're weak on the back end. They are they are very they have Noah weak. Hannafin and that's about it. Yeah, they, they are very weak. Yeah, they signed they drafted Adam Fox and didn't, didn't sign him. <laughs> but um no, good for the Flames with this signing. Uh Frederick Anderson to the Canes, yep. uh 2 years, 4.5 million. It's okay. I think it's uh, you you got rid of Morozik. I think it's uh, an upgrade. From Morozik? Yep. I absolutely, absolutely disagree with that. 100%. Get it. They tough. Morozik they flipped. at, they one, flipped. Point, at they flipped. one point was top goaltender in the NHL last year. He was fucking, you know, if he wasn't so injury prone, Morozik is a top five goaltender in this NHL. I know you don't think so because he doesn't play a full season, mm-hmm. but Morozik is the real deal. So if anything, no, this was bad. You're, you're downgrading, but again... Uh, we don't know, you know. I know Frederick Anderson. He was he was great with Anaheim. I don't know how he really was with Toronto because again, you know, you have a powerhouse in front of you. It's hard to evaluate a goaltender if you have a powerhouse in front of you. It's not hard to evaluate players like Carey Price, Henrik Lundqvist, Pekka Rinne. Why? Why were they the best three goaltenders? Because 
Yeah, have a team in front of them. They carried their motherfucking They were the team. best player they on had, the team. Yeah, Henrik Lundqvist back in 2012 to 2015 faced 60 shots a game in a playoffs, you know, in a playoff game, won the game in like double OT, and then went out two nights later and repeated the same performance. That's why they were the greatest goal defenders. I don't know how good these goaltenders are because they have, you know, a team in front of them. Same, and, and vice versa, guys. You know, if you don't have a power, if you have a powers in front of your team, you're a great goaltender. If you don't have a great team in front of you, like Linus Olmark, I still don't know how good you are because you're getting lit up every fucking game. So I have, I have no idea. So again, I, I don't know the, I, I, I don't understand the switch here. I, I don't get it. I mean, if you want to just uh, a new face mask and net, I guess it's, mm-hmm. it's even. I think it's pretty, it's pretty equal. If I had my pick, I would still rock with Peter Morozik. I think I said it in either episode one or episode two, I would ride out with him, especially with the Hurricanes. I mean, I think the Hurricanes are one of the best teams in the NHL. I don't anymore because I just got rid of the best defenseman. But so we beat on. Um, Ryan Suter uh, to Dallas, four years. Um, first off, Islander fans, swing and a miss. Not at all. Okay, again. Uh, I disagree. Calling out, this is more than one Islander fan now that believed that Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi were coming in a package to New York Islanders. I said, uh, maybe, but not reasonable, but they... And we were down to the final two you teams. Know, yeah, you, again, swing and a miss. I think you really needed him. I think he would have, again, uh, you disagree. I, I I, understand where you're coming from, Pelican Pulak. They're your one and two. Um, Suter is better than Pulak, but Suter wouldn't have took Pulak's spot with Pelic. I think Suter would have been your three and four, even though I believe that he's better than uh, Pulak. Um, signs four years with Dallas. Um, that means... Dallas now switches with Minnesota. So I'm going to agree with my my co-host here that in that division, Colorado is now one. I think this is a huge, huge signing. And I also think that they, uh, who'd they get as a goaltender? We, j- we just talked about it. Uh, Holpe. Holpe. Holpe as either a starter or a backup, depending on how he plays. Because they, you know, they still have Ben Bishop, and you know, we'll figure out goaltending issue with that. But I think that Dallas, you know, might be a wagon this year. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop bit. on the Dallas train a little bit. Um, I think now with this trade, they supersede the Blackhawks. I think they supersede Nashville. I think they supersede Minnesota. Uh, yeah, they definitely supersede Minnesota now because Minnesota now lost Parisi, which is basically, I think, other than you know, Kaprizov lighting up the season. One of the better players. Parisi was the leader on that team. Parisi and Suter were the leaders on that yeah. team, I believe. And you lost both of them. So I, I you know, I said it before if they have Parisi, Suter, Zuccarello, etc., that Minnesota's gonna be number two. I take that back now. I think that they're now battling for a wild card spot. They're gonna be down there with Nashville, Winnipeg, Chicago, etc. And Dallas now solidified the two spot underneath Colorado. Mm. That's well, that. This yeah. is my opinion. I don't this is I would have Look, obviously, I would have loved Ryan Suter on the New York Islanders. Not for four years. No. I'm sorry. It's not worth it because after this year, we have to pay Barzell. After this year, we have to pay Pulak. We have big contracts that we have to pay, and they will not be able to paid, get paid if we're paying Ryan Suter $4 million when he's 40 years old. Like it's just If we wanted Suter, it would have had to be a one- or two-year deal. Suter's smart. He took the money. I, I, I truly don't think Suter cared where he was going. I don't think he chose Dallas because he thinks he has a better chance of winning in Dallas. Or he was going to choose the Islanders because he has a better chance of winning with the Islanders. I think he took the guaranteed money, and that's what he did. Dallas could offer the guaranteed money, where we can't. 
I say we, the New York Islanders can't. They, they can't afford to be paying 40-year-old Ryan Suter $4 million a year. But you want you, your playoff tenure is now, yeah? Yeah, but Matt that's, Barzell is— That's the signing right there that like you guys need. You give and Because take. now you got rid of Letty. So now after Pelican Pulak, you have— Scott Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, right. Mayfield's, Mayfield's a beast. Imagine Suter next to him. Yeah, no, that would be sick. I know. But after, also— Bro, now you have, like, but, okay, but Dobson. You, look, no, we signed Suter. We signed Suter— Wave goodbye, Bovillier. Like you gotta, it's, you gotta again, pick and but, choose. But again, that's that's okay because you just you just signed Parisi, which I think, in my opinion, I know he disagrees. Parisi supersedes Bovillier. Why? Because Parisi yeah, has that veteran presence. You can't. But then, okay. But now you get both. Now you get Suter and Parisi. Bye yeah. bye, Bovillier. But now we say bye bye to Suter. Now we get Parisi and Bovillier. It's like. Right. Now you have that right. You have the Parisian suit, and now is your time to actually win a cup. I think now you have but the that's more of a rental. It's more of a rental. But, no, we're but trying to a, keep Bovillier for the long again, term. Again, that's what the Rangers did in 2014, and they were successful with it. They got fucking players that were veterans that weren't going to last very long. Like we gave up a young talent like Callahan for Marty St. Louis. We gave up young talent for like Rick Nash. We got we gave away like Dubinsky and shit. Like we yeah. gave away young players, and we you, we had the capability of winning the cup. We had more of a capability. Yeah. Ability won in the cup in 2012, and it just didn't happen. That's what you need, especially if your tenure is still here. You need to give away those young players because you guys obviously are contenders. Obviously, you guys would have been there twice, and this might have been Suter and Parisi together on the Islanders, might have been that extra oomph to get you guys to the Stanley Cup. If anything, you guys, honestly, you guys, with I just don't with, like the four years. Just, just, Decline. You guys need it though. You need I like the to player. The cup. I like the player. I don't like the four years. You need it to win. Still got to sign Pelic. Pelic's gonna want serious money. Still got to sign Pelic. Like we got players. You just got rid of Lad. So like this, this ain't bad. Three point six five a year. That's not bad for Suter. It's not bad. Palmer. Palmieri's probably gonna get. Again, like, you got to get rid of him. Palmieri. You said get he's five. better than Tom Wilson, but Palmieri's gonna get five. Pelic's gonna get like six point five. Yo, Palmieri gets five, bro. Then you guys, you Palmieri's guys just gonna got get five. robbed. No, you guys got robbed, bro. No, Palmieri's... Back pocket. Palmieri is not that good. Okay. Not that good. He's a goal scorer. Um, yeah. So Suter to the Suter to Dallas. Um, yeah, it was between the Islanders or Dallas. He took the guaranteed money. He's gonna take the. T- the- Personally, I think he chose the wrong team. I think if you went to the Islanders, better shot of winning the cup. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Think you could up? I think you guys could have ordered maybe four point five million, maybe three years, maybe switched up a That's little bit. What I, I was like four, a little bit more money, a little bit less years. I think he would have liked that a little bit better because after three years he gets a, a refresh, especially his him old. He could sign a one year contract with the Islanders else. after, depending mm-hmm. on you know how good the, the Islanders are in three yeah. years from now. But I would have offered him a little bit money less less years, which you know would have came out to the same whatever you know contract. But I think that was a big swing and a miss by the Islanders. I get it. Um, we got uh, one more signing left. And then we're going to wrap it up. Um, it's not a big one. Really not a big one at all, actually. It's just because uh, he was a technically a Ranger. And then the whole entire, there was drama in the locker room. Tony D'Angelo. Well, I think he's a pretty good talent in the NHL. Just a little bit of a a head case and likes to be very outgoing on social media about about certain topics that go on in the world where as a professional athlete as a professional athlete you really shouldn't because you're going to get let backlash whether you agree or disagree with the guy um he signs a one-year deal with the hurricanes um yeah he's definitely no dougie hamilton replacement but i mean i mean i think he i mean he what he he was like 
fourth in defenseman points two years ago. Like fantastic player, just has a fucking attitude problem. Yeah, that's, his that's thing. it. So it's I mean, you get that straight. I mean, he could be a top four guy for Carolina. I mean, men and him next to Slavin. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. But you don't. You, we don't know. I think it's a solid pickup. He was top five in defensive points two years ago. Last year, he got to play how many, under ten games. You guys had a little slow start, and you know, locker room problems started, and yeah, right after Pittsburgh, yeah, a weekend, he didn't even play a game after that. So we don't know what Tony Tony D has to offer anymore. I know he's a lot very mixed feelings from Ranger fans. I know Ranger fans that love him and Ranger fans that hate him. What do you want? With my opinion. My opinion is, guys, if we had anybody else but David Quinn behind the bench, Tony D'Angelo would have played all fifty six games <laughs> last season because they would have shut that shit down. That fight would have never broke out. We would have settled his attitude first and foremost before the season even started. Yeah. But no, we had a fucking coach that didn't know his fucking elbow from an oboe. And that's why, you know, that shit happened. And that's why he's no longer a Ranger. But he was a, he was a, solid I wouldn't say he's player. a fucking solid defenseman, but he had very, very good offensive capabilities. Offensive ability. And he, you know, he was a little weaker on being a defensive defenseman. But was he worth the money we signed him for originally? No. And now we got to buy out his contract, which is. Okay, but giving him to the Canes, obviously, you know, Jeff Gorton said it where he's not, he's never playing a game for the New York Rangers again. But again, I mean, if we had a different coach, it would be a different scenario. But, you know, the Canes could do whatever the fuck they want with him. They could sign him. They could keep him on the taxi squad. They could send him to the minors. It, uh, it really, it's whatever the Canes want to do. Um, I, just, you know, I just have one terrible memory with Tony D'Angelo. It was like an Islander Ranger game. I think it was two years ago. I have a ago, great memory of that the, one. In the Coliseum, and he came out of the box and he came down on the. On the left wing, and he just sniped one. That's and that it was, offensive capability. It was right in there. the Coliseum, and I remember the Islanders were like dominating, like they were dominating the second period, or it met him in the third period. Like literally, like it was a one-one game, and they're all over it, all over the Rangers. They just couldn't get one in, and then right out of the box, he goes and scores and takes. The I end. remember the Coliseum being silent after that. No, well, those just guys. kidding. No, there was more Ranger fans there than Islander fans. It went fucking crazy, guys. No, it was fucking awesome. Not as awesome as fucking uh, Panarin to. Zabinijad one time in overtime. That was fucking. That yeah, was even so. better. But even though you guys blew you know a three-one lead, you gave us a point there that helped us get into the postseason that year. Uh, that's all. That's you know. That's okay. You guys blew a three-one. That only lead. motivates the Rangers to make it more to the postseason this year. Listen, right. the more you make it to the postseason, the less desire you have it to do it next year. Now they're fucking fired. They're pissed off. They're ready to go, bro. Fucking right. choo-choo. Let's go, bro. There we go. Run the fucking train. Let's go. All right. So we're gonna wrap it up. That's what the puck season two episode three in the books. Thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. Um, uh, we'll be back probably in a week. Get these episodes posted as soon as possible. Send the messages, guys. Instagram, Facebook, however you got to do it. Text me. Text Tom. Text, uh, tell Lagrasta. I don't care who you text. Let us know what you want to talk about. Be good, guys. All right. Thank you.